Welcome back to the Morning Skate, another special Northeastern edition. It's your host, Brownie, without my co-host, Ked, who's probably, uh, he's probably got some like uh, rosary beads with Adam Graves' picture on it, praying to the hockey gods to deliver Patrick Kane to the New York Rangers is probably my (laughs) guess what he's up to right now. But I am joined with the Northeastern Associate Head Coach, Nick Carpenino. Coach Carp, how are you? I'm good. I haven't I haven't heard from Ken about my invite to get him out to Matthews Arena. I'm not going to lie to you. He got <laughs> a ghost on me. I believe last podcast, the f- opening few minutes was uh, us giving you a hard time because I had a uh, Dartmouth hockey hat on and for the podcast. And that, that was the cause of, uh, wait a minute, you're covering Dartmouth? I'm like, well, they gave me a hat, so I'm wearing it. And he, we and give he, you started, he started in on uh, about needing gear. And called you out. I think he called you out specifically. I, I thought. It. I think media passes are more valuable than hats. I I didn't say a word about that. <laughs> I'm very happy in the press box. Me and my boy Todd up there. My Todd on my left wing. Um. All right. So talking about press passes and media passes. Uh, big game. Uh, Saturday. Uh, the quarterfinals of the hockey East playoffs. You guys yep. had. Uh, you did not have a play in. Merrimack College did. Uh, they yeah. rolled into Matthews after dispatching UNH. Is that who they beat to get to you? No, they beat um, Boston University in overtime. Oh, five. BU, that's right. That's yeah. right. Sorry, my apologies. No, no disrespect to the Terriers. Um, Merrimack rolled in and got walloped five to one uh, at the historic Matthews Arena. I was there with the fam. Uh, not in the press box, much to my chagrin, but we still had a very enjoyable afternoon. And up next, you got Boston College uh, Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday. Yeah. How are you feeling? How's the team? Everybody's good? Yeah. I mean, I think everyone's good. I mean, we're at this point in the year, I mean, we've seen everybody quite a few times. This will be the fifth time we see BC and, um, you know, the second time in, in just a, a few weeks. So, um, you know, I think everybody has a pretty good idea of, of everybody else in the league. And, um, you know, we know – with our position and, um, you know, it being a semifinal, um, you know, we're, we're going to definitely get their best as we did in the, in the bean pot championship, which was a real close game. So, um, you know, at this point it's winner go home. And, um, you know, I, I think our, our team is very much up to the task. They want to continue their, their winning ways here. Not to gloss over, but the, the four times that you've played them this year, it's you've won all four with an aggregate score of nine to one, including the uh, Bean Pod Championship. So, yeah, I just want to yeah. put that out there. Yeah. yeah, no, it's they're they're a really good team too. Like they they've got great goaltending. They've got uh, you know, in Abigail Levy and um, you know Hannah Bilka. She's Team USA. Kayla Barnes, Team USA. Kelly Brown, local uh, Burlington girl. Uh, she's an outstanding player. So, um, you know, they're they're a team that they're really, really finding their way right now. Um, you know, and they're, and they're playing very cohesively. We saw a, a couple things that we hadn't seen from them uh, in the Beanpot Championship, just uh, a couple tactical adjustments that they made that, that were pretty effective against us. So, um, you know, we, we, we need to more than anything, just make sure we're, we're taking away their time and space, especially of, of those star players. Cause they, they're a team that if you make one mistake, they've got the, the players that can really capitalize on those mistakes. So um, we got to take good care of the puck. We got to make sure we're, we're not turning pucks over in the neutral zone. And uh, like I said, taking away their time and space to prevent uh, prevent their stars from um, you know doing a lot of damage on us. A little bit of a younger squad too, right? BC. Yeah, yeah, I think so. They they definitely rely on their youth, but they um, their seniors are great. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're upperclassmen. Um, I think they, they might lead the way, but they do have some really quality depth, uh, with their young kids that can make you pay. I mean, Katie Pine, um, 
I think she's a sophomore and she just got her 10th goal, I think. And it was an overtime goal against UConn in playoffs. So um, those younger kids are, are starting to step up in big moments. And um, again, like you can't, you can't take anybody lightly. Not that we would ever take Boston right. college lately at, at any point in the year. So um, it's going to be an exciting game. Hopefully the doghouse is out and uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a lot of, a lot of quality entertainment and hopefully a great atmosphere. Oh, the atmosphere Saturday was electric in the in the in the rink. It was uh, maybe from sitting in the stands, not the press box. It's you get a little bit of a different feel. But the band yeah. was the band was bumping. Uh, yeah. Everyone was into it. There was a lot of kids in the crowd. So yeah. hopefully, as it progresses, it gets more and more intensified. You know, yeah, it's been this whole year has been lights out. Like I, I feel like the Bean Pot, especially at BC, it felt like a home game for us. You know, yeah, like we, they brought. I know that there. I think the original plan was to bring one fan bus, but it filled up so quick they ended up shuttling a couple more uh, nice. from from Matthews Arena to the Conti Forum, and um, you felt it like our our team feeds off that, and it was it was a really neat atmosphere, and it was also fun to see after we won, like the the team bring the bean pot over to the fans, and the fans were staying yeah. late, and uh, it was it was just it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. The the first game against PU, I haven't told. I don't think I told you this, but I was in the press box and uh, I was sitting next to a guy who was a national guy. He yeah. wasn't a local guy, yeah. Or maybe he was. Maybe he was local, but he wasn't like a college affiliate. He was yeah. a Big J journalist. And yeah. <laughs> when someone scored like a ridiculous play. I don't remember who it was. I can't think of the play off the top of my head, but I like jumped up and elbowed him. I'm like, did you see that? And he just looked at me like, yeah, yeah, I saw. And I'm like, ah, I need to sit next to that. Where, where are the, where are the Northeastern kids? <laughs> I, I bet it was Alina's goal. The, the shot high blocker off the rush there. Yeah, Maybe. That was a beautiful goal. Murph's but I, goal just, I literally jumped up and then add Matthews. If I jump up, I'm jumping up with Todd. So we're okay. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. but, uh, Todd doesn't jump anymore. Let's be honest. Well, neither do I, to be fair. So <laughs> the two of us lean on each other to stand up and cheer. Um, <laughs> I, I do miss Todd. I stared at him longingly from the stands going, oh, I wish I was sitting up there and not dealing with my extended family at the game. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, no, so the yeah, all right. So BC coming up. Uh, you talked about their goalie. Let's talk about your goalie for yeah. uh, a couple of minutes. Um, I mean, biggest non-shock surprise of the is that uh, Gwyneth Phillips was named Hockey East goaltender of the year. I mean, yeah. uh, you think right? Yeah. Have you seen her play? Uh, she also set a single season record for minutes played with yeah. games to go. Yeah, I think. Uh... I, I can't remember a time in my career, to be honest with you, that we've we've ridden one goaltender all the way. But, um, you know, she's she's just so consistent, and uh, you know, she was so patient with with her time uh, backing up Frankel. And you know, like I've told you in the past, like we know we know how good she we knew how good she was, right? And um, I think a, a lot of people might not have realized that our our backup goaltender. I mean. For, uh, Phillips was going to USA hockey goaltending camp in the summer, you know, even, right. even as the backup. So, um, yeah, she's been, she's been unbelievable. And, you know, she's such a calming presence back there. She makes, uh, she makes all the saves that she has to make and, and even some of them that she probably shouldn't, you know, and, and that's what makes her, that's what makes her great. Like she's just, she's just steady, consistent, competes her ass off. And, um, you know, she's, She's someone that everybody on on the bench, uh, coaches, players, we all have a ton of confidence in her, and it, it makes a huge difference from the way that we we go about things. It, it's funny with the with the lightning round questions, the the quick uh, lightning round about the players and the quick hits about the team. When I ask the quick hits, like who's the biggest chirper on the ice now that Tessa Ward has graduated, yeah, which would have been the unanimous answer. Everyone yeah, said for sure. Uh, Phillips' name. Phillips' name's been brought up a few times as really as out there talking. So love to that see that. Doesn't surprise me. It's got to be Phillips. Has has Yovtich gotten brought up that much? Lily, Lily has not been brought up for that. She's been brought up for like I I asked Chloe Arord, who's going to be attached on the back half of this podcast, uh, Chloe's interview. I I have to rephrase the question because I I say who do you hate going against in drills when I ask them? Oh, it's Lily and, for sure. 
and I and they don't they are all very clear to say like I don't hate it because it makes yeah. me better, which yeah. is the right mindset. I need to say who challenges you the most in drills. Yeah, most and competitive. It's Lily and Megan Carter for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Get that. Yeah. Yeah. Mariano probably too must get a little bit of love for that. Uh, listen, I'll give Mariano a lot of love for when that yeah. Merrimack player tried to push oh, yeah. uh, Phillips's cage in her face, and Mariano was not having it. And the refs yeah. were like, "Well, you get what you get." I mean, yeah. that one go. She bench pressed her, and in the next week, I remember yeah. that. That was pretty funny. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, that was a great good, play. Good on the refs, though. Honestly, good on the refs for not making like letting letting them play and and kind of deal with their own things on the ice. I thought that that was a point. Uh, yeah. As long yeah, as it's consistent, which has been something I've harped on this yeah. year. No, it's, I thought, uh, I thought Saturday was a really well officiated game. To yeah. Be totally honest with you. It was great. Yeah. They let them play and anything that was like, Oh, we, we should probably make this call. They, they did. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. Hopefully they listen. I don't want to get you in any trouble, so don't answer it or, or you know, throw up a flag or something. But is it a is it a um, merit system with the refing as the as the less and less games to the? How does that have, work? I have no, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, Be careful. Let's not get no, no. I like we we have our head of official Mike Mike Lazinski is a great guy. Um, and he's at a ton of games throughout the course of the year. So I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, he gets feedback from the head coaches. He, he doesn't call me about it, uh, no. nor should he. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm assuming that he gets a pretty solid amount of feedback throughout the course of the year, takes in all that information and then, um, you know, puts, puts together the schedule for the, uh, for the playoffs. Okay, I was just curious if it worked. Like, you know, the NFL, they reward the refs. Yeah. You know, I just didn't know if it was a similar thing. Um, all right, let's talk about the uh the big the big line there. Yeah. All three now, two hundred points. Yeah. Alina, Alina Mueller, Chloe O'Rourke, Maureen Murphy. Chloe just got her two hundredth. Yeah. Uh I mean, I said to Chloe in the interview, you can make the argument it might be the most dominant line in women's hockey history. They're pretty I mean, good. What were yeah. the, there was two twins from Minnesota that played. Lam uh Lamrose. Yeah. They, yeah. they that was a pretty nasty line. I remember yeah. them. Yeah. But, no, they're the real deal. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, what a what a what a pleasure it must be as like as much fun as it is watching, how great is it as a coach to be like, Yep, go, go. You guys ready? Yeah, go. It's <laughs> certainly nice. And you know, I, I don't know if this is necessarily unique, but I, I think it's it's really neat that um, Chloe and Alina, they've been together for five years, yeah. realistically, you know, so they, they've had the, the time to, to develop that chemistry. And, um, you know, obviously they're both elite scorers, but their playmaking ability is unbelievable. And, um, you know, in comes Maureen Murphy with one of the best shots in college hockey, you know, so yeah. it was, it's almost like a match, uh, a match made in heaven between, between those three. And, um, Murph does such a great job putting herself in scoring areas like the, the first BU game uh, for the bean pot. Um, I remember she was out front and I think Chloe had the puck coming down the, the right side of the net and Murph just kind of popped right out into a, a very, very small scoring area. Chloe just slid it right over to her and she buried it, you know, and um, their, their chemistry is just unbelievable. But I think, and, and this is something that, that younger hockey players can learn so much about uh, those three, every single time they step off the ice, every time they, they go through a rep and practice, they're always talking about, you know, if you see this, do this, if you saw that, do that, you know, next time this happens, I'm going to go here, you know, so they're, they're in constant communication. And, um, it makes a huge, huge difference. And it shows every, every time we play a game, like they're, they're scary on the rush. They're scary in possession uh, in the offensive zone. They're scary in the D zone, and they know exactly how they're going to transition from defense to offense. Um, there was a – I think they did an interview. Actually, it might have been um, when when Alina talked with you where, you know, they'll talk about on PK, like, hey, yeah. this, this defense yeah. was out here. Yeah. Let's go get her. That know? was with me, Alina. Yeah. 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 So it's, um, but the, but they're just in constant communication that and it's been for five years. So they know exactly what they're going to do. They know exactly how they're going to do it. And and they're talented enough to execute it on a high level. 
it's funny how you brought that up. So I asked Alina and Chloe both about the PK because, listen, I, <laughs> I'm not a very good hockey player. And I <laughs> and I played I played on a team that I was playing probably two levels higher than I should. And I was basically a Labrador out there, like up and down, chase the puck and get off, <laughs> up and down, chase the puck and get off, let the good guys get a breather. Yeah. The one thing I could do, though, because they, I was a defenseman that is now playing forward, yeah. is I could do the PK, yeah. right? And yeah. I block shots. You know, I know where to be positionally. So I love the penalty kill guys. Gregory Campbell, going back, Dave Poulin, Bobby Carpenter. block shots in men's league? Oh, yeah, I'm an idiot, dude. You Good for my you. Feet. Yeah, it's so stupid. My wow. doctor thinks I'm a moron. Um, <laughs> but uh, So I was asking them about the penalty kill. And Alina kind of alluded to it like, oh, if we see the red defenseman. Chloe fought answering that. It was so funny. She's like... Well, you know, it's defense first, and you know, we're always, you know, mindful of our defensive responsibilities. I go, yeah, yeah, I, I know, but she goes, yeah, we want to score. And yeah. she finally, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, in all honesty, she's not like she's not lying. Like, no, I know she's not, but it, yeah, you, yeah, it was just funny. She just yeah. didn't want to be like, oh yeah, we're looking to score every time. <laughs> yeah, well, they, 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 one hundred percent are yeah. looking to score, but they do it responsibly, and that's what yeah. makes them great. You know? Well, and then when they get off, you roll up, you roll out Murphy and Katie Knoll. Yeah. So it's like pick your poison. Yeah. You know, it's a good problem to have. I did suggest to Alina and Chloe that they could speak French during a face-off. That'd be really interesting. To like if that. they if there was like a play or something, they'd have to clue they'd have to clue Murphy in before. I think. No, no, I meant on the like PK little, when it's just the two oh, of them. PK, yeah, yeah, yeah. They could so. do a five on five. Murph, Murph's really smart. <laughs> Yeah, They'll well, just give her a bunch I think of she could read off them the way they play. She'd be fine anyways. Yeah, for know? sure. Um, <clears throat> now, we talked about Katie Knoll. Katie was one. Uh, Katie also got her 100th point. Yep. Uh, quite an accomplishment. She's uh, she's not the high-flying offense. She's a little more gritty, yep. I would say. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, f- that's your fourth forward, right? Your heart, you know, she's right there with everything. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, again, with her – like she's really um, one of the interesting things about Katie Knoll is that she's well, our big thing with her from when she got here to to where she is now is to simplify things and um, you know not necessarily trying to go through people but but just use your size and your strength and your speed and and go around them and drive the net hard and um, you know was, I think it was might have been last year she was a little bit snake bit um, throughout the like about the halfway point, she might've had like two, three goals, something like that, which is a little atypical for her. Um, so what we did, we actually went back and we, we have a pretty great video software. So we were able to pull all of her goals uh, to that point in her career. And it was like every single, every single goal, except for like three or four were right on the net, like okay. right on the net. So we, we kind of got, we got a little bit, and she was, she was just trying to be a little bit too mid range and, um, you know, I, she she says she heard it this way. She said she heard me say that I didn't think she was a mid-range shooter, which <laughs> I didn't agree with because I think she could absolutely become a mid-range shooter, and she she has this year. Like she's she's put a lot of work in on her shot. Um, you know, and I, I don't even know her total right now. She might have like seventeen goals, something like that. I which think is she might have 18, 17, 18 18, goals. Yeah, somewhere yeah, eight, 17, 18. Uh, cause she really worked hard on her shot and she, she put a little bit more emphasis on finishing on her front foot rather than, than on her back foot, uh, just so she can kind of manipulate her, her shooting, uh, or I'm sorry, her release point a little bit more. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, we went back and, you know, all of her goals or a large majority of her goals were just like power forward goals. And, um, you know, she kind of, she got back to her roots with that a little bit and she went on a bit of a tear the second half and, um, now this year she she maintained that and she had a little bit more of a, a of a uh edge to her game i think as as far as you know being a little bit more lethal mid-range and, and it's really paying off for her so um super proud of her she's such an awesome person and yeah you know she plays so hard um so for her to get 100 points is a it's a great accomplishment for her and really well deserved some may call her the premier power forward in women's hockey Some today. may. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard and that. I don't know if you were aware, she is coming back next year. She announced it on the podcast. So She announced it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah on her interview. Yeah, breaking news at the morning skate. That's what we do. 
breaking <laughs> stories. I love it. <laughs> so now let's from Katie, let's talk about her, her BFF there, Miss Can Captain Canada. Uh, yeah. I put in the article. So she was the ROTC defender of the year and the hockey East defender of the year. Meg Megan yeah. Carter. I yeah. put in, does the ROTC know she's Canadian, which I thought was kind of funny to that get that award. Funny. You know, they have a great, R.S.I.D. Delaney had a great nickname for her, and I love it. Maple Leaf Meg. Oh, oh I'm using that one. Delaney, that that's Delaney O'Brien, who yeah. – shout out. Delaney's awesome. I Stick taps to Delaney. She's been – like we were talking before we started recording, Delaney is patient enough. And if you listen to the podcast, you know I have some idiotic takes and questions. Delaney patiently answers all of them and treats them as serious questions. She was a little nervous when I asked uh, when I asked the question in the press conference at the at the bean pot, but she. Uh, other than that, <laughs> she's great. Yeah, Coach Flynn loved fantastic. that. He really he did start that. laughing as soon as I asked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So back to Carter. Yeah. Uh, she made her debut with Team Canada. Yeah. She looked good in that game that I saw her play, and even my sister in law, who was at the game with us, who knows. I think she knows the Bruins colors to her hockey knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, she commented on who's that defenseman yeah. about Megan skate or Meg skating. I mean, yeah. just, just a weapon, an absolute weapon. Yeah. yeah. She's unbelievable. She's, she's so defensively sound. She's another one. She's kind of like, in all honesty, her, her situation is almost a little bit like Phillips's was where, you know, we knew how good she was, but she was she had Fontaine and Hobson in front of her right. for the last couple of years. You know, so she she kind of got, um, you know, a, a bit overshadowed by by those two to to people outside the organization. Again, like we knew, like yeah. this, she's the real deal. You know, and and um, you know, for her to get rewarded with with the opportunity to play for Canada, which is you know obviously that's a that's a huge deal and something that she's been working very hard towards um when she called me and, and told me that she was playing in the rivalry series i was so excited for her you could hear it in her voice how pumped yeah. she was and um i actually called her when she won um when she won hockey east defenseman of the year uh when i called her to congratulate her she had no idea because oh, she's, really? yeah she's on co-op uh -huh. um, so i was terrified and i I thought that I read something wrong. So I had to like go back and look and, um, and then I found the tweet and I sent it out to her and she was, she was all, she was pumped up about it. And, um, but yeah, she's, uh, she's such a, such a hardworking, she's a quiet leader. She's super humble. Um, she earns absolutely everything that, uh, that comes her way. And, um, you know, she's, she's, uh, she's a very, very, very talented hockey player. There's no doubt about that. Her, she reminds me her the way she skates and and manipulates her body. Uh, she's got a little bit of a Ray Bork going yeah, on. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, same shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is another thing she's been using that. She's mm -hmm. been jumping more offensively, and I yeah. think that's the pairing with Jovetic, who's yeah more than happy to cover back. You yeah, know? yeah, and she. I mean, she buys in. She's so coachable, um, Megan, and um. You know, she's got a lethal wrist shot, which, you know, we actually, her and I were joking about the other day because we have a, a couple of players that like to take slap shots uh, a little more than, than they should, I think. Um, but we, we were talking about the other day how we think uh, defensemen to, to have a good quality wrist shot from the point is such a dangerous uh, tool to have in your toolbox um, just because it, you get it off quicker. You, yeah. you Chances are you miss uh, – you know, the first layer of shin pads in front of you a lot more because you can kind of control that release point a bit more. And, um, you know, I know a lot of goalies, as soon as they hear that stick slap the ice, they're probably trying to take away uh, take away the ice a little bit. Um, but it's a, it's like the silent killer almost, you know. So the very least, you might be able to catch a goalie by surprise and, and um, create a good rebound opportunity for your teammates. So, um, so that's something that we worked on when she first got here and is – we were talking to this other player and um, about wrist shots and slap shots and something like that. And I said, Carter, uh, do you like, do you ever, how many slap shots have you taken or something like that? And she's like, I, I don't take slap shots anymore. Are you kidding me? And uh, I mean, her production's through the roof now. And uh, yeah. so she's, she's just such a great hardworking person. And um, 
Yeah, we're we're thrilled that we're definitely thrilled that she's on our bench and not anybody else's. Oh yeah, even like a even like a like a drag snap or a little snapshot yeah. is gonna be. I mean, it's I, I I know this is the dumbest thing to equate it to like beer league, but if you watch beer league, there's the kids who start playing hockey as adults. What do they do? They don't work on their skating. All they no. want to do is take clappers. That's it. Yeah. So you'll have some guy who can barely stand up. Yeah. And he takes this huge back scratcher. He yeah. puts it off the guy two feet in front of him. And it's a, and he can't catch him on the back check, you know, <laughs> and, and you see it at every level. You yeah. know, it's like uh, me. It's, you think I go to the driving range and work on putting. Right. Right. Exactly. Big stick yeah. out and you swing exactly. away as hard as you can. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's a perfect analogy. Yeah. Perfect analogy. Well, let's stay on the blue line. Cause we've been talking. All right. So for those that don't know, uh, Mueller, Carter, Phillips, Murphy, Arard, uh, Mod, Mold, Polino, LaBelle, Katie yeah. Noel, and Abby Marone have all been named Hockey East All Stars. Well, let's stay on the blue line with with uh, MPL there. Yeah, what an addition, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed this when she uh, when you're at games, and but if you haven't, take a look next time. <laughs> whenever she skates, whenever she has the puck on her stick, she's smiling the whole time. Really? Have you ever noticed that? I haven't. I have noticed in the last yeah. few weeks she yeah. has been looking to dish more than she was prior. No, I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about past. I'm just talking. No, no, no. I'm saying. I'm just, saying. I'll have to look for the smile. Yeah, but yeah. she she just loves hockey. That's it's so good. Unbelievable. You know, like she. So she wants to be a coach, and she'll she'll come oh. in and uh, when I'm cutting video or when I'm doing pre scout, she'll come in and she'll just hang out and watch and and pick our brains on uh you know what we're looking for and um you know i'm i'm really big on always getting feedback from our players uh you know as as far as what we're doing like what works what doesn't work what uh you know what what do you think we should try she always has something but it's never like hey we should do this it's always like hey we should do this and you know here's why and this is what i see um you know so she's she's very analytical um, she was a computer science major at, uh, and, and something else in, uh, at UVM. Um, so she's, she's, she's got that mindset that she's always analyzing. She's always trying to figure out how to make things better, but, um, she always wants to make sure that she has the why, not just the, the what, you know? So yeah, the days of doing what I say, because I said, so those days are gone. Yeah, no, that yep. doesn't, uh, I mean, I, and, and I get that too, like these, yes. these players, at all levels like they i think it's more beneficial for their development to know the why just because they can apply it to to other areas of the i've game. always always believed in that coaching philosophy back yeah. when you and i were together yeah. that's always been the way that i think it's worked but there's not a lot of coaches back then yeah that have changed and even still now there's some that you know, yeah yeah but it's like the these players they know so much you know and they've they've been through it so um you know who am i to who am i to say that i've got all the answers because i absolutely don't you know and and uh you know i think coach flint would say the same thing coach berman would say the same thing you know so we we really lean on on these players and their feedback because they're they're in the trenches so um and modes modes one of those people that we we trust uh for all that information so um, but super, super person, um, always smiling, always keeping things light, obviously incredibly talented, lots of skill, great shot. Um, she has been moving the puck a little bit more, which is, is good. And, um, well, just yeah, when the goalies are all keen on her to shoot, she starts passing. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. She's, she's very deceptive, which, yep. which we like. And, um, you know, we have, we have the attack with five and defend with five philosophy. Um, so she, she's very offensive and, uh, but she has the ability to get back and, and play defense too. So, um, you know, well-deserved, well-deserved honor for her. So did, did she talk to, about any of the, uh, cause I, in talking with um, Tace Thompson and Katie, no, uh, they both Katie talked about the amount of defensive responsibilities that you guys put on the forwards and Tace commented about how it's just been a learning curve for her. Was yeah. it, was it a, was it a tough for for uh mode to get into that between the difference of the the schematics for the programs um i mean i think uvm plays a pretty free-flowing game um you know so there there's definitely like different like little different uh 
I guess, odds and ends of, of how we do things in comparison to them. And, and it, we knew it was going to be a transition for, her. right. Um, but she's, I mean, she's very coachable and she's, she's smart enough to pick it up pretty quick. So, I mean, we don't, we don't really overcomplicate things. I think, uh, I think hockey's as complicated as you make it, you know? Right. So um, you said that before, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we try to, we, these kids are, they're, they're creative and they're talented. Right. So we don't want to put them in so much structure that it stifles their creativity. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, it makes the game a little bit less fun. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll give them our expectations and, and, you know, we'll give them our systems and things that we, you know, points of emphasis that we need them to pay close attention to, but um, more than anything, like we, we want them to be creative and um, I think with more creativity, it's a little bit tougher to defend. So um and that includes, you know, sending D into the corners and, right. um, you know, getting into the front of the offensive net, just little things like that to make, uh, to make it more difficult for teams to pick up on what we're trying to do. Uh, and then your, your last all-star uh, Pac-Man herself, Abby Marone, just back yeah. there eating pucks, man. Yeah. She's so tough. Yeah. She, you know, I don't, I've never interacted with her, but man, I like her. Yeah. She just is fantastic back there. You know, it's funny, like it's the same in practice too. Like there will be oh, times yeah. where we're, we're like, Abby, what are you doing? <laughs> like you just, you just ate a puck off the face and you know, it's, it's Thursday before, before a game, you know, and it's, yeah. it's just like a little run through a power play, but um, yeah, she's, this is a breakout year for her and we're super yeah. excited for, her. Um, you know, she's, she's got all the talent in the world and um you know, I think her adjustment period was, was, uh, uh, you know, a little bit longer than, than what she probably would have liked. I mean, we, we knew that the talent that she had and, um, you know, physically gifted mentally, she, she makes all the right plays. And, um, you know, this year she, she really put it together. And, um, you know, I think the first, the first two years of her career, she had four points and now she's got 16, 13, mm-hmm. something like that. So, um, I think it's 16, right? You would probably know better than I do. I don't look at stats right. too much. Yeah, I, I know that she's hit. Yeah, she's like tripled it or something. Yeah, yeah I know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, it's it's funny. Like, she hasn't changed much about her game. I, I think it's just confidence. It's yeah. skill. It's skating. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, confidence and consistency. And um, But again, she's she's one of those kids that, like, she doesn't, she doesn't uh, determine her value based on production like she plays quality defense like you said she she eats pucks and um you know she'll she'll lay her body out for the good of the team and um you know now she's she's got a little bit more confidence to jump up in the offense and uh she's being rewarded for it which is huge it's just been long has been one of my things that i've argued about that like in the nhl the norris the norris trophy points play such a huge part of it right yeah. And it, I, I don't think it should. I think you should have the Norris and maybe have the Bobby Orr, right, yeah. for the offensive defenseman. You yeah. have a defensive forward, so why not an offensive defenseman? Yeah. Make it two awards. And for Abby to get some shine, being a defensive defenseman yeah. is is unbelievable. I think it's fantastic. And yeah. another mark to me about uh, defensemen at any level is if you're out there on the PK. like. Yeah. Tori Krug, listen, you were a great power play specialist. You went to St. Louis and they were going to make you a top four guy, but you you can't play on the PK. So what are we yeah. doing? Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, I love those defensive defensemen that they just don't get enough shine, in my opinion. Yeah. So I was glad to see her nom- get that honor. Yeah. 100%. Very well deserved. She's, she's earned it for sure. All right. Well, that's, I, I do have the supplemental lightning round questions for you that that you know what i'm gonna do what before we do our next one i'm gonna have to sit down and make up a lightning round question just for you of Coach all new specific yeah all that new sounds ones. amazing <laughs> amazing slash frightening <laughs> um all right so these are the ones that we've added to the lightning round since you and i had the lightning round okay uh start bench or cut pancakes waffles french toast uh start pancakes bench uh waffles cut french toast okay yeah uh what's your most frequently used emoji oh um it's not the one the, you send to me all the time the... no no not that one 
That's a good one. Uh, it's probably the uh, the crying emoji. Crying, like the laugh, one, the one crying laughing? He's like, yeah, yeah, the crying laughing one. Well, if you've got to say crying laughing is the crying one. Yeah, well, it's, it's no, probably it's, like an upset one. But it's not, it's like the... Because you're laughing so hard you're crying. Yeah, but it's not that. It's not that one. It's the one, I don't even know how to do it. It's the one where the guy's like... I don't even know. Yeah, the crying laughing one. That's probably, <laughs> yeah, that one. And then uh, Celebrity Crush. Growing up now. Oh, um, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Yeah. Who's Amy Adams? She's Actress? the... Uh, she's the... Uh, oh, seen... she was the fighter girlfriend, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I like that. Or uh, Emma Watson. Oh, yeah. her uh, her Hermione? Right, yeah. Hermione. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen This Is the End? Have you ever seen that movie? Is that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. James Franco. Yeah, yeah. yeah She's yeah, in yeah. that for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I remember. When I actually, when I first joined the podcast, Ked was like, "So we want to do an intro of you," and I go, "Well, the Danny McBride entrance scene from This Is the End." <laughs> I go, "If you could superimpose my face on Danny McBride, I go, that would be perfect." And he goes, "I'm just gonna say you're on the podcast." I'm like, "All right, that works." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, all right. Well, we got you got BC coming up Wednesday yeah. night. We're recording this on Monday. Today's Monday. Yeah. So two nights yeah. from now, six o'clock. As I've said on every interview, every time we talk about Northeastern, the best hockey entertainment for your money, pound for pound, in the city of Boston. Come on, Our none. Come down to Matthews. I'll be sitting with Todd. Carp will be behind the bench, but yep. the action will be on the ice. Yes, wow, sir. That was pretty good. It's like I planned that out. That, that was, was really impressive. good. I like that. that. Was, uh, I just blew it by talking about it, but yeah. Editing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Um, so, <laughs> hey, listen, good luck on Wednesday. Thank you, sir. Hopefully a nice long run. We'll see you down there. Ked, you're going to have to show up at Matthews to get your gear. Mm -hmm. And uh, once again, a shout out to Delaney. Thank you for everything. I'm forever in her debt. And uh, yeah. Hashtag Howlin' Huskies. Go Huskies. Go get them. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. You bet. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're back with your boy Brownie on a solo podcast today without my co-host, Ked, because we have another international superstar from Northeastern, uh, five-time Hockey East All-Star, two-time Hockey East All-Tourney Team, two-time Hockey East All-Academic, the Beanpot MVP in 2020, Hockey East All-Rookie Team, AHCA All-American, third all-time in NCAA history in shorthanded goals, top 10 scoring in career points and career goals for Northeastern. She holds the Northeastern record for shorthanded goals with a career stat line of 87-113 for 200 points in 163 games played, which works out to 1.8. Two three points per game to go along with 84 PIMS and uh 14 shorthanded goals and counting will graduate with a major in media arts and communication studies fresh off a dismantling of Merrimack in the quarterfinals of hockey east. Ladies and gentlemen, Chloe Aurora. <laughs> I told you it was a lot. <laughs> Never heard like all together like this, but yeah. Yeah. Hey, you earned them, man. You know, definitely. It's, it's great stuff. Uh, so for those that don't know, Chloe's a grad student, Northeastern University, um, grew up in France. I'm going to Villard de Lance. Perfect. All right. Uh, it looks to be like uh, up uh, in the mountains, not too far from Switzerland. Yeah. Yes. It's in the ski station. There's snow. So it's a very small, quiet town. Perfect. Perfect. So how did you get your start in hockey? Um, my town is a very hockey town and I got a big brother who also started playing hockey when he was younger. So obviously I wanted to follow his path and play hockey after him. Um, and then I have a twin sister who also plays hockey with me. So I think that helped. And both my parents played hockey. Um, so I feel like I had to play hockey. Um, <laughs> I was just surrounded by hockey players, so I just started to skate, and I loved it right away. So, was your brother the one that put your sister in that? Um, I don't know about that. She was. She started as a defense, and then she's playing goalie. So I don't. 
I don't know. She was good as defense too, but she's also a good, very good goalie. Yeah, I was looking at some of her numbers. Uh, we'll get to your time in Vermont playing with her and stuff, but um, she would see more shots in a game than Phillips sees in like a month. Yeah, it's because I think we weren't very good in high school and um, her team wasn't that good when she went to college. So I think she saw a lot of pucks. Um, so, yeah, she did what she could, but I think she also took a lot of goals. But, yeah. She put up good numbers. I mean, she yeah. you know, saved percentage and stuff. She had good numbers. Um, so was your was your brother, would you say he was your biggest influence in playing or your parents? Um, yeah, I think all of them just being around a hockey, a hockey family. We also went to town hockey games. They had hockey games every weekends, I believe. Um, so as a family, we would just go to the bank, watch the guys play it. And I think I just loved the speed and I just, I don't know. I wanted to play sport. I wanted to play hockey right away. So I don't know, but yeah, probably my family. Did you have a, so were you able to, were you watching French leagues or were you able to get NHL or a little of both? Uh, it was mostly French league because my town is, as I said, it's a very little town. So they were in like a league Magnus back home. So they, they used to play um, big teams from around France. So we just came to a couple games. Okay. Um, did you play other sports growing up? I know you did in high school, but growing up in France, did you play other? Uh, no, I played a, a little bit of basketball, but it was just for school. It was like a education, physical education class once in a while. So it was just like basketball, rugby. Um, nothing competitive, just move around, I guess. I don't know, but nothing really around hockey. Well, I've heard from some of your teammates that you, I know you play guitar and you have, you're very musically inclined. Was that a family thing as well? Um, no, that's just something I picked up. Um, I don't know if I played come before coming to the U S but I remember high school I started playing a lot more than back home. Um, I think it's just a hobby on the side that I picked. It was something relaxing outside of the hockey world. Now, I, I asked Alina this as well. How many languages do you speak? Uh, just two. I have French and English, and I, okay. I speak Spanish, but it's, I had to focus in English when I, when I came to the U.S. Do you, do you now, as I asked her this also, do you now dream in English, or do you still dream in French? Uh, I dream in English now. Okay. Okay. I, I suggested if you guys ever have a play that you need to communicate, you guys could just talk French on the, on the face off. <laughs> she was not impressed with my idea. She's like, yeah, great. Thanks. <laughs> speak French a little bit. My freshman year, we lived together in at Northeastern and we used to speak French a little bit, but uh, not recently. Okay. okay. We got. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you played on the French team that promoted to the women's worlds. Um, I would say, looking at it, it's you were part of building that program and to turn around the identity, kind of like at Northeastern, a big part of both, you know? Yeah, I started Team France when I was 14, and I played with, um, I think the oldest was 31 years old, so I got a lot of experience from those players. And I think that I've been there for almost 10 years now, and I think it's um, I got a lot of experience in a few years because I had to. They were all older than me, so I... I kind of had to be mature right away, and I think it helped me make that transition with um, both Northeastern and Team France. And your, um, uh, I don't want to say her name wrong, Julia Mespled? Yeah. Okay, she was, so she's at UVM. She also played with you at Vermont Academy and on the French team? Uh, she, we didn't play together at VA because she, oh, okay. two or three years later, she came to U.S., so she only had one year at Vermont, and it was last year i think so she came after me okay okay oh, it's always good to see you know people that you know from other parts here playing in hockey east i mean that's just you know yeah it's it's awesome especially a french girl because um she's been playing with me a little bit in france so it's it's great we talked a lot and she wanted to kind of follow my path so she went to va and then now she's doing her own thing at Vermont. so it's good for her well speaking of va vermont academy um so similar vibe as where you grew up i mean it looks very similar yeah a quite a very quiet town for sure um it was a lot of green and mountains and a lot of ski people there so i just i loved that i fell in love with the place right away um just because it was so similar to home so it was it was easy for me to adapt 
uh, I don't want to give away my sources, but uh, he's very scruffy and he stands behind the bench, told me that uh, when you got to Vermont, you barely spoke English. Yeah, I only knew a couple of things, but I could not put a sentence together. So it was, it was something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that he, you know, he talked about how impressed he was with that fact alone that you would be willing to move to Vermont without being able to speak the native language. Says a lot about you and your focus and everything. I think, I think it's great. Uh, it was complimentary for sure, what he said. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, definitely tough because I was scared of being lost, which I was, but my twin sister came with me, so it was so much easier to process and learning English, being there not alone was very comforting and it was easier than by myself. For mm, sure. For sure. Uh, so at Vermont Academy, you played hockey, soccer, softball, and tennis, it said in, in the in the bio? Yeah, I played softball one year and then it was, okay. I was, so I had to change sports. <laughs> <laughs> was was it one of those schools that you have to, if you're one of the athletes, you have to play a sport every season? Yeah, that was one of the school. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, and you won the Lake Regional Championship going 35-2-2, two and two, and you won the D2 Championship. I mean, not a bad year. You know? No, it was definitely a fun year. The coach, um, Lisa Marshall, was new there too, so it was definitely a big chance for Vermont. We had coaches in the past that were just – they were just coaches and they were there, but I don't think they were as competitive as I was. So it was definitely big trends in both VA and myself. It was, it was very good. Well, how, so going from uh, Vermont Academy to Northeastern, how do you end up at Northeastern? What were you looking at other schools with other schools you were talking to? Um, no, I was, I was very young at 14 and Northeastern already doubted me and um, started talking to a few people around me. I heard Northeastern university right away. Um, I think they made me want to move to the U.S. because um, that was an option for me. I I didn't necessarily look at other school, but I did visit a few other schools. Uh, Vermont was one of them. I visited Vermont. Um, it's not I wanted to go there, but I wanted to have Plan B or other options. Nothing happened with Northeastern um, in terms of either school or hockey. So, um, but Northeastern was something I was pretty set on right away. Uh, Alina told us in the interview that um, you were a big reason why she wanted to come to Northeastern and not only to play with you, but to not have to play against you was, was very appealing for her. <laughs> I actually didn't even know she was coming until I committed there. I think she, they told me after. Oh yeah. Okay. I was, I was so happy. Cause I didn't want to play against her either. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I will say, and I, I talked about this, I think with every player I've interviewed, I bring this up. I got to carp. Let me coach carp. Let me go to one of your practices. Um, and uh, I can't get over the enthusiasm you guys have for each other and supporting each other in the most mind numbing, boring. I mean, we've all done, if you played sports, you've done practice and it gets yeah. repetitive and it gets boring. You guys have a way to elevate it and to make it fun. And I just think it comes from you and Alina and Murph and, you know, all the leaders, Megan Carter, Katie Knoll, that just kind of filters out through everybody. And I just think it's, it's, it's really something remarkable. And I, I hope you guys real all realize how lucky you are to, you know, be on this, in this group. Yeah, we're. I personally realize that every day, just because we're so grateful to be here and just sitting in the locker room and the fun we have, we listen to music, we sing together, and it's just we're here. But we're also so grateful to have the chance to be in that locker room and I don't know, just be around people, make friends, make memories. But I just I love being here every day. It's so fun, and um, as you said, we score a goal in warm ups and we're just all scream for each other, and it's just yeah. it's just awesome. We love it. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. Um, I wanted to ask you. So, you number twelve. Any significance to the number? Um, I don't think so. I think I started with number ten, and then I played with eleven, and and then I got twelve. Um, I don't know. I think I started playing with twelve one year, and I was able to keep that number for a couple years. So I think I just kept it for more years, and now it's the best number. Well, well I was going to ask you because internationally it's seventeen, right? Yeah. Is there any no significance there either? Just whatever they gave you, or was there? Um, yeah, my first number was seventeen in Team Prince. It's just whatever number they had because I was one of the youngest, and someone right. else was twelve, and she's not ready to leave yet. But <laughs> whenever she leaves, 
I don't even think I'm going to take 12 team friends just because I'm used to 17 and now it means something to me and team friends. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so in the same line of, of the significance of the numbers, do you have any, any pregame superstitions or any routines that you like to do that you're willing to share? Um, it's funny cause I actually don't have any rituals or I usually just do whatever I feel like doing the night before, um, the morning I also do whatever I want. I don't have like, Oh, I have to eat this food then I have to get this type of food. Um, I'm pretty chill until I get to the rink. I get my game day um, mode on, and I'm just doing, just doing myself. I don't have any specific things, but I do put my left gear on before my right one. Oh, so the whole left side and then the whole right side, or yeah, I put like left skate and then right skate, and then I would put left shin pad, right shin pad, left gotcha. elbow. I don't know why I just. Oh, hey, everybody has their own their own thing. Uh, so besides the guitar, I also was told that you're uh, very artistic. Uh, do you have like a favorite medium that you use? Do you like paint, sculpt, draw? Um, I do videos the most. I'm in the video production field a little bit more, so it's more media art. Um, yeah, I did. I did a few videos in the past for hockey and for soccer. So I just love working with sports, um, context, sports, videos, music. It's it's a lot of motivation. And I just, I don't know. I just love it. Oh, it's great. Um, you also have, in terms of the arts, you also had a bit of a role in a uh, feature film, uh, Mueller's Day Off. Uh, <laughs> you guys were great in that. So. Katie Knoll told me that Alina never had seen the movie and Alina confirmed it. Had you seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off before you guys made that? No, I haven't either. <laughs> yeah, I forget okay. how young you guys are. Um, have you have you watched it? No, I just watched our video and I was like, this is good. <laughs> but I don't know. Right, no. oh, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and then uh, a number of your teammates told me um, that you have a breakaway move named after you. Would you like to describe the Chloe? Yeah, I describe it to a few of my teammates because they ask me, but they just, they say it's hard, but I just, I don't even think about it anymore. And it's, um, I don't know, I just start skating and then I kind of make like a fake shot to get the goalie down. And then I go one side and to go back to the other. It just, I think it became natural. That's why they think yeah. it's but I'm going to work on a few people so they can get it for the future. <laughs> I just think it's great how the, the, the Northeastern account puts it out with the little TM for trademark next yeah. to it, whenever you did it, I think, yeah. I mean, you, between you, Alina and Murphy, you guys arguably, you're one of the top forward lines in the history of women's hockey. I mean, you're all, congratulations. You're all at 200 points and counting for your career. I mean, can you just talk about what it's been like to play with those two? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, I've been playing with Alina since my freshman year. They put us together right away, and I think we got used to playing with each other. We find each other very well. Uh, and then when Murph joined us after she transferred, it just it just fit right away. She was she was there and she was making the plays with us. We were finding each other the same way I found Alina my freshman year. Um, I don't. I don't even think I can find words to describe it. It's just we know where each other are on the ice, and we just find each other. Somehow we don't even look. We just make passes because we know she's gonna be there. So, it's been fun. It's. I like the speed and the the IQ they bring, and I just. I love it. Yeah, it's it's so much fun watching. Oh, you still there? Uh-oh. No, we're back. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. We're good. Hey, this this is the morning skate difference. This is what we bring to the table that you don't get at other locations. We just a little little Zamboni clean and a little scraping of the ice and we're back at it. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> um uh so when I talked to some of your teammates, uh they all had I mean unbelievable things to say about you. Uh Taze Thompson pointed out how she was very overwhelmed with the on ice testing 
because she was in your group and she was just watching you go through everything effortlessly. Uh, and she said she was afraid that she was going to look like she didn't even know how to skate compared to you. Oh, yeah. She told, she told me we were doing it. Uh, Alina talked about how, you know, you're artistic and something designed. You were so good at that stuff. And uh, the I asked the uh, Katie and the Knowles themselves how e how easygoing you were. And this was a theme that I came out. I saw a lot in talking to people, how protective you are of your teammates and how you like to stick up for them on the ice. Uh, is that just something you've always been or is that something that developed? It's so funny. because I actually talked to one of my teammates this morning and I just told her that I just being protective because they were proud of me for not um, responding to that marry my girl yesterday at the game. Yep. And I was, it's hard for me sometimes to not respond because I'm very protective of myself and my teammates. So sometimes it's hard to walk away. But yep. um, yeah, I don't know. We just we fight for each other. We play for each other. And I just I don't like seeing my teammates getting either disrespected or hurt. So I just even if it's just a little push in the shoulder, I just I love showing them that um, I'm protecting my teammates. And it's kind of like if they want to touch one of my teammates, they have to go through me first. That's exactly the quote that Knowles said, <laughs> which is great. Yes, but I would, I would fight for my team every every day. So, well, I asked I asked Coach Carp, and I I asked him to give me three words to describe you, and he said, "No, it's not. It's good." He said, "Tenacious, calm, and confident." And then he threw in a bonus one as a fighter, and he said uh he talked about how much you matured as a person in the five years that you've been there and he said if that this is a direct quote if that kid from merrimack did what she did yesterday chloe would have had her in a body bag five years ago yeah five years ago yeah yeah but instead you got off the ice so you're right back out there on the power play and yeah he just i think he, the one constant theme was how much you care about your teammates and Besides everyone telling me how sarcastic you are, everybody said how much you stick up for everybody and how determined you are. And I think no, I think those are great. Those are great qualities to have for sure. Yeah, I can be very sarcastic sometimes and sometimes stupid. I'll, I'll admit it. Sometimes I, I go on people for no reason or they just hit me, but it's it's the game. But sometimes it's it's, you know, I want to show them that I'm here and I'm I'm. I'm here for my team too, and I would fight them. So sometimes it's stupid, but sometimes it's not. Hey, there's there's a time and place for everything, including <laughs> stupidity. Sometimes I, I fully agree with you there. All right, so I have like some lightning round type questions for you, quick hits. First about the team, and then about you. Yeah. Uh, all right. So for the team, so I know how you guys do the videos, right? The game day fits with everybody walking in. Yeah. Uh, who's the biggest fashion plate on the team, in your opinion? I would say Lily braces for sure. She always shows up with either like a beautiful suit with like a like pink heels or all pink. She loves pink, so it's very flashy and and fashion. I love it. But yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, who's the biggest on ice chirper on the team? Who talks the most out there? Um. Oh, I don't know. That's a very good question. I don't think we have any that does that that much well i know tessa ward graduated so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> irving talks a lot but it's it's mostly good and like inner like energetic um words sometimes she screams for no reason but we love it it's but i don't know if there's okay uh is there someone that keeps the team loose like a nervous moment or tense and someone cracks a joke or something uh i would say christina allard even allard, though okay even though she's hurt and she hasn't been on the ice, off the ice, in the locker room between periods and in practices, she's always so loose, smiley, energetic. So definitely Christina. Nice. Uh, who? Uh, well, who do you hate going against in drills during practice? Like, who are you going to know you're going to have to go 110% during a drill? Everyone. Um, <laughs> I don't like, I don't hate going against people because it makes me better. But Right, right. Um, Everyone plays 100% every time, so I don't want to go against any of them. But I would say maybe Meg Carter because she's one of the strongest D and I never get through her. Or um, Lily Jovetic, she's also a very strong D. And yeah, Alina said when she goes against Lily, she comes out with bruises usually. Yeah, 
it's good. I don't want. No, that's good. I gotta, I gotta ask that a different way. Like, who do you, who do you get the most out of going against? Maybe I should say it that way. Um, in your opinion, who has the best hands on the on the team? Who's the best angles? Um, everyone's got good hands. We all have different skills, but uh, Peyton Anderson has very good hands. Shootout. She has very fast hands. And okay. nice. Yeah, she's she's filthy. Uh, all right, so it's three in the morning. Your car's dead, or your electric bike, whatever you're using. You're stuck in Cambridge. You need someone to come and get you. Who are you gonna call first? Ring gonna answer. Gwyneth Phillips. She's got the new scooter or bike. <laughs> kind of like between a bike and a motorcycle. Gwen. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um. Oh, this was this one is just in for you and Alina. Are you guys looking to score every time on the power on the penalty kill? Um, no, we uh, we definitely think defense first. But oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, we know where we know we can beat the D. So when we have the opportunity, obviously we're, we're gonna try to go. But defense first. But yeah, we do think about scoring too. All right, nice, nice. And this is the last one about the team. So if there's a loose puck in the corner and you and Coach Carp go in. Who's coming out with the puck? Uh, it depends if we have refs or not. With, that, <laughs> all right. with refs, probably, I hope me. All right, fair oh. enough. <laughs> fair. Hey, you and Alina have been the nicest about this to Coach Carp. Everybody else is like, oh, me, definitely. So you guys have been very, gen very generous. <laughs> with no rules, maybe like, a, yeah, <laughs> definitely go against the rules for sure. <laughs> um, all right, so this is the lightning round for you. All right. Uh, hockey, non-hockey. So who's your favorite cartoon character? Oh, wow. I haven't watched cartoons since I was... I don't watch TV that much anymore just because... Uh, SpongeBob, but it used to be my yeah. favorite cartoon. Still counts. Still counts. Um, uh, laces and tongues, in or out with your socks? Uh, it goes under my shin pads. All right, so tongues in, yeah. Okay. Um, do you have a, or did you, have you ever had a celebrity crush? I don't think so. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to say like, I don't know, some French famous person no, something from when you were a little kid. Oh, maybe you could go with SpongeBob for this one too. Maybe SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides Matthews, what's your favorite and least favorite rinks to play in? Uh, the least one is probably Merrimack. Okay. I don't, don't like that rink. And then favorite one? I don't think I have a favorite one. Other Actually, that might be the best answer ever. The so the Merrimack rink is it's the low ceiling. Is that what it is? That why? Yeah, it feels it feels like I don't know congested a little. Just like I don't know. I just don't like it. Oh, hey, fair enough. Um, your go-to pizza topping. Uh, buffalo chicken pizza is my go-to pizza. Okay. Uh, black tape or white, and do you go heel to toe or toe to heel? Uh, heel, a little bit next to the heel, to toe, and then white tape with some wax on it. Okay. To be specific. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, all right, so you said you don't watch a lot of TV. Did you, like, what was your most recent movie or like a guilty pleasure TV show or a binge or anything? Um, well, Adam Banks just came up with season three and okay. I have to watch this and it's just like this young chill show. So it's kind of nice and relaxing, but, um, I don't know. I kind of watch everything. Um, okay. action mostly. I like action. Okay. Which, uh, emoji do you use the most? Um, I think the one that's like this. Oh, like the shrug? Yeah, the... Yeah. Know. Okay. Um, do you have a current NHL player that reminds you of your game or someone that you kind of pattern your game afterwards? Um, Not really. I mostly watched um, hockey back home. Um, my mom was a fan of Sidney Crosby, so she put on the TV a lot. So um, Crosby is one of my favorite players, I would say. But I did hear that McDavid used my move a couple games ago, I think. So. Oh. Yeah. I like how you, McDavid's using your move. Yeah. yeah. Watching me, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he might have. He, I, I assume he reads my blog, so 
I probably had your video in there. Uh, without, uh, and I don't mean this, I don't, I'm not trying to insult you in any way because he can go over the line quite a bit when he plays. But the, your game reminds me a bit of uh, Brad Marchand. Yes. I, I don't mean I don't mean that you go over the line. I just mean that you're you're very engaged when you play. Uh, you kill penalties like he does another winger. Um, and like Coach Carp told me that you actually are one of the few players that plays better when you're mad. And Marchand has admitted that over the years. So yeah. Yeah, I, I think I do play better when I'm mad, but it's a it's a matter of whether I take this mad into mad I want to kill someone or mad I want to score. Score yeah. in the head, but yeah, I'm I'm matured enough now to be I want to score goals to make them even more mad. But sometimes it happens that no, get it. Go hit someone back. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So this one. So start bench or cut. Okay. Start bench or cut. Pancakes, waffles, French toast. Pancake, pancakes, French toast. So who would you start? Who would you bench? And who would you cut off the team? I would start with French toast, and then pancakes, and then cut waffles. Okay. Uh, your favorite pastime that's not hockey related? Um, I think walking around. Walking around the city. Just walking around adventures, try new places for food. Okay. Um, you have a Chloe Roard music festival. Okay. Any three musical acts or bands or artists, living or dead, who would be your three? Oh, that's a good question because I listen to literally everything. Rap is not. I don't like rap, so no rap. Um, I would put like a country singer, maybe I don't know Zach Brown, like a Zach Brown band. Okay. Um, that's a hard question too. There's no wrong answer. I would put a Rihanna in there. Oh, there you go. It's recent and popular with the Super Bowl. And then third one, I don't know. Maybe myself. I would. I would play a little guitar solo. Get more songs. You could sit in with Zach Brown and then you could accompany Rihanna. Yeah. There you go. Not bad. That actually might be the best answer I've ever gotten to that question. Um, and then my last one for you, who's the most famous person on your phone that you could reach out to? You don't, I'm not going to ask you to do it, but who is the most famous person in your phone? Um, I have, I think I have a few people, but I would say Alina Mueller. She's the person that is the most famous to me. Yeah. Hey, fair and enough. You, I'm sorry. I, I You cut out there. I would reach out to her for sure. Okay. Miss people, but I don't think I would reach out. So. All right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Uh, another special Northeastern edition with uh, Chloe Arard. We are... Just, just the Huskies just dispatched Merrimack yesterday, uh, heading into the quarterfinals versus Boston College on Wednesday uh, for the morning skate. And for all our listeners, we wish you nothing but the best going forward. And uh, like I say on every one of these Northeastern episodes, go to the games to support the Huskies. Pound for pound, it's the best dollar value of hockey in the city of Boston. So. Thank you. Thanks for doing this, Chloe. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see you soon. Thank you.